Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Turn with me this evening in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And give me an amen once you are there. And let's pray. Father, we thank you again this evening for your wonderful love towards us, Lord. Lord, where would we be without it? Lord, you are the one true God who made heaven and earth. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Lord, you've loved us. Lord, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have a relationship with you. And you raised him from the dead on the third day to justify us, to take away our sins and to justify us, Lord, to make the sinner holy. And so we're grateful, Lord. May you speak to us through your word. May you minister to all of us that are in this room, Lord. We pray for those who may not know you, who may have not decided to follow you, Lord, that tonight would be uh, the night when they change their heart, Lord. So Holy Spirit, move. Pour out your grace. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. All right. So as you know in our story, um, King David is... At a point in his young kingship, he just became king, but he's at a point where he's just celebrating the Lord for what God has done in his life. God, by his divine providence, pulled him out from feeding the sheep as a young boy to becoming the second king of Israel. And he was a man that God knew would be a man who had a heart after God. That's what Samuel had told Saul when Saul was removed. God has a man after his own heart. And in the New Testament, Paul, referring to David, calls him a man after God's own heart. So David loved the Lord. And because he loved the Lord... And no doubt that love was a response of love, right? It always is. We love God because he first loved us and to think of David's life when he he took him from the sheepfold and then uh, built his life slowly it was a slow process but nonetheless God would take that young man and, and take him through his his miraculous victory over Goliath and and uh, serving there under Saul and Saul's army and then eventually Saul turning on him and him running from Saul and being on the run hiding from the king of Israel for many years before the Lord would establish him as king. But nonetheless, God established him. And so David in our story is very blessed. He's very um, celebratory of what God has done. The army's behind him. The people are behind him. He just had the Ark of the Covenant brought into Jerusalem, the new capital city of Israel. And they placed the Ark of the Covenant underneath a tabernacle or a tent there that David had prepared. And as we read last time, they immediately began to worship the Lord, offer praises, offer worship, 
give uh, offerings to the Lord, sacrifices to the Lord, uh, both burnt and peace offerings. And when David had finished giving those offerings, we're told that he blessed the people, you know, some sort of blessing verbally, but then he also blessed them with a loaf of bread for, for each man and woman and meat and uh, a cake of raisins. So he blessed them and he's full of joy. And then he appointed the Levites to uh, continue in their service there before the tabernacle for the Lord. And they were to commemorate, they were to thank, and they were to praise the Lord. So it's a very special day. It's the homecoming of the tabernacle. It's the same day in our story that we were in last week. We're just continuing now in verse 7. Amen? All right. Give me a second here to... I watched the kids for two days. (laughs) So I need that sip. Verse 7 says, on that, day, um, <clears throat> on that day, David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. As you remember, Asaph was one of the Levite brethren, of the, one of the musicians that were to be playing there before the tabernacle. And so on this very day, David delivers a psalm to him. And we know that the Bible refers to King David as that sweet psalmist of Israel. And David was a man who was full of the love of the Lord, which made him, you know, gifted by God, no doubt, anointed by the Lord. He was a man full of words, full of poems, full of hymns, full of psalms, and full of praises. No doubt, we have been blessed by his psalms, amen? I mean, who here has not been ministered to, blessed and inspired by the psalms of David, right? Every day of my life, I actually read a psalm. In my Bible, as you see here, there's a little uh, tab over here that I keep in the psalms. They're so inspiring. God uses them to minister to our hearts so well that it's good to have a bookmarker in the Psalms. And so that's who David was. He was a man who, who you know, if you squeezed him, a song of praise for the Lord would come out. And, and so the, the very day that he's doing all of this service to the Lord, the, the placing the tabernacle, uh, placing the ark underneath the tabernacle, offering praises and and animal sacrifices unto the Lord and and setting all that up he also then out of nowhere gives a psalm lyrics to Asaph and you know play this a, a song of thanksgiving to the Lord and you would think wow that's a lot for one day but when one loves the Lord it's amazing how much one will do for God and uh, one thing my pastor told me years ago when we were on on a mission trip, he said, I feel like it was a good day serving the Lord. Aren't you spent for the Lord? And it's good to feel spent and tired and like you've given God a full day of service. And so it's amazing to me that that's what the heart of David. And and so we see here that when, because he loved the Lord, he presented a song. 
And so we can decipher from his life that we too, when one loves God, it shows itself. When one loves the Lord, it shows itself. It will come out in the open. It'll show itself in a song of praise. It'll show itself in obedience to the Lord. It'll show itself in spending time with the Lord. But no doubt, when you love the Lord, it will show. It should show. Amen? Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 45, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That, that is such a con convicting reality, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What we have in our hearts will come out eventually. And so the Lord says, to make your heart good, to make sure that what you're taking into your mind and your ears and your eyes, that it's good, that it's of the Lord, so that your heart is filled up with the good things of the Lord. And so I was thoroughly convicted, and I'm sure that you can feel the same too when we think about some of our, our actions, some of our, the way we treat others, how obedient we are to the Lord or not, how, you know, in, how inspired we're, we're, we're living. And so our heart, it's very important that we seek the Lord daily to make sure that his love is thoroughly in our hearts. And it's an everyday thing. I know you love the Lord if you've accepted Jesus Christ. But we have to continually seek the Lord every day to make sure that our hearts get filled up with him. Because our hearts are desperately wicked, the Bible says. So, and the Bible says to purify your heart, purify our hands, purify our lives, to humble ourselves before the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, help us, cleanse our heart. And we learn that a lot from David, do we not? How many times did he say, search me, O God, and know my heart? It, it, in David's life, we see that he understood his heart was the very issue to the blessings or the problems in life. And I think that as Christians, we need to be wise to, to do the same, to understand that our hearts, the Bible says to be diligent to, uh, not, well, I'm thinking of another verse. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring forth the issues of life. Knowing that our hearts have the propensity to deceive us, we want to bring our hearts before God and say, Lord, here I am every day, every morning. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any hurtful or evil way in me. And then lead me, Lord, into the everlasting way. That's what the psalmist says. 
And in response to that, my gosh, there's inspiration. There's truth. There's song. There's psalms. There's hymns. There's poems. There's joy. There's goodness. There's self-control. There's peace. There's all of the things that you need. It's found in those very moments in the morning when we wake up and say, Lord, here I am. Cleanse my heart. Wash me. Fill me. The Bible says that his spirit has been poured out in, into our hearts by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So there's a love that God gives us that's supernatural for him. And we need to seek it. As Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God. So the greatest act that we need to do, the most important act of every day is to seek the Lord for our heart. And if we do that, Boy, will we thrive. We'll be super blessed, super stoked, super hopeful and joyful. And depending on how bad of a day it may be for you, it may take more times than other days. Some days I wake up out of bed. You know this too. For any of you who have been alive for more than five days, you know that you... There's days you wake up and everything's right with the world. You feel strong and you didn't even work out. And everything just seems to line up. You have a sense of seeking God. You have a sense of, of rejoicing and singing and inspired. And then there's other days, my gosh, like what happened? And we have to seek the Lord every day because we never know what a day may bring. But we need to dedicate every day to the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it, no matter how, what my feelings say, no matter what my heart says. So we need to seek the Lord for our heart's sake. This psalm is actually a compilation of passages of, of other psalms. And so the psalm we're about to read it's 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 there's parts from other psalms in the bible which commentators believe that this is an uh uh a newer psalm than the other ones and so i wrote down a list for for you who are bible students and i know all of you are so you have pens and paper and are ready to go right so verses 8 through 22 you'll find them in psalm 105 okay i'll repeat it Verses 8 through 22, you'll find them in Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Verses 23 through 33, you'll find in Psalm 96, between Psalm 1 and 13 of Psalm 96. Verses 34 through 36, Psalm 106, 1 and 47 and 48. Amen? All right. And here's what the psalm says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. And so David, in this psalm of thanks, he starts off right at the right off the bat saying we need to give thanks to the Lord and we need to call out for his name. 
That really is the Christian life. You know, it's like the life of prayer, the life of calling out to God's name is what Christians do. And we want to train new believers that this is the new life that you have. It's one of prayer. It's one where the only way we thrive, the only way we're strong in the Lord is by calling out his name and thanking him. It's good to thank him and to call out his name because we're so forgetful as people. And I, you, you meet Christians from time to time that are struggling with the love of God, who struggle, the reality that God loves them. And so, so here the psalmist says, call upon his name and give him thanks. In other words, rehearse why you're so grateful to him. And it always starts at the cross. Lord, I thank you for saving me from, from, you know, from, from hell and dying for me. But then it, it continues. What else has God done for you? He's giving you food. He's giving you clothing. He's giving you shelter. He's giving you know, most people families and love. Even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, it rains and the sun shines both on the wicked and on the good. I think about my life. I was 20, I just was one month away from my 24th birthday when I got saved. So for 23, almost 24 years, I could care less about Jesus Christ. And yeah, life was hard, but still God gave good things, even though I could care less about him. So there's so much to give thanks for and to rehearse that and to cry out, to call upon his name. And there's so much to say to others. He who calls out to the Lord in thanksgiving, thanks him and thanks him and thanks him. I mean, what does it do? But it, but it reminds us and it puts his, his, his wonderful works in our hearts and in our minds so that when you leave prayer like that, you go into your workplace. You go down, you go with your family to have breakfast. You spend time with people after giving thanks to the Lord. Guess what most likely we're going to say to those people? How are we going to behave around them? We're going to be praising the Lord before them. We're going to be sharing the good things that God has done. We can only share if we're spending time with the Lord thanking him. It, it goes hand in hand. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. And I like what it says there. Glory in his holy name. I mean, it is amazing how God takes us from nothing and builds our life, gives us eternal life, forgives us of our sins, but then he builds our life. Where even in this world, there's a, there, we are a picture of blessing. We are a picture of what God has done in our life. He's blessed so many of us so much. And that's the glory of the Lord shining upon us. The grace that we don't deserve, our spouses, our children, our friends, our church, our, our possessions. We can go on and on of, of the things that God has blessed us with. We're glorying in his name because of all of his benefits. Amen. So it says glory in his name, in his holy name. And it's good to do that, to glory, even in the small things. Don't despise the small blessings. Learn to, to be grateful for the little things. When I thank the Lord and I, 
And I go out on my balcony every morning. I, I'll, I'll go out there and usually on, on, on the, at the second, I mean, it just, every time I go out, it, I see a bird. Just seem to see some birds flying by. And I just thank the Lord for the birds that remind me of his creation, that remind me that he cares even for the sparrow, that he'll care for me. You know, there's just, you just, you get small with the blessings, but really, they're really big. You thank him. It says, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. And again, rejoicing and Seeking the Lord are synonymous with each other. They're, they go hand in hand in the Christian faith. When we seek the Lord, rejoice happens. It does. Supernaturally, it does. What God does with depression and anxiety of our hearts, what he does with, with negative feelings, is phenomenal. I have experience the Lord completely change my countenance just by me seeking him in prayer completely as a minister guys I've I don't know I've seen a lot I was ordained I think in 2004 so that's about 17 years right of ministry I think it's Wednesday. My wife came home late last night, so we were up. But anyways, um, what was I saying? Yes, many, many years ago when I was a young lad. No. 2004 so that's 17 years so and even before that I was doing ministry so I have seen some some hardships some some very challenging times along the way to say the least where there was nowhere where I can go but to God I've received calls guys that are brutal brutal heartbreaking things out of nowhere in the middle of lunch at times where your day is going this way and all of a sudden boom we've gotten suicide calls we've gotten deaths hardships we had a suicide that it was close to us and uh, we found out on Saturday when he didn't show up to the men's breakfast. And the next day, you know, I had to preach to the church and kind of explain things. What do you do in times like that? Seek the Lord and watch him just change your countenance. Give you a supernatural hope. Sing to him. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Tears endure for a night, but in the morning comes joy. We seek the Lord. And you know, sometimes we deceive ourselves because our hearts are desperately wicked and we got to impart the Lord into our hearts every day. But 
you know, sometimes we deceive ourselves and think that we should feel all peachy and dandy every day. And if we don't, there must be something wrong with us. No, there's actually, you're, we're human. All of creation groans for the redemption of cre Even our cats and dogs look like they're tired. So we, we groan. This is not our home. We're not going to feel fantastic every day until we're in heaven. So let us not deceive ourselves. We just have to learn to work through it, to seek the Lord every single day and say, you know what, it is what it is. I'm going to have a bad morning, but I'm going to dedicate it to the Lord until my feelings catch up to my hope and my faith. Amen? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.